Hey buds, today we hit wine country while smoking two heady strains. We cover news stories ranging from blazing it gone wrong to... Wait a minute, is that a birthmark? And an interview with Curtis's cousin and a good bud of ours, JMO. All this and more, today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's get blitzed. Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And this is episode 25, airing Monday, February 22nd, 2021. A lot of 20s there. Oh, On wow. Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and many more. Thanks for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank Lumenspot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode. Check the links below in the description, and we'll talk more about that later. So, Curtis, how are you doing today? I am doing just fine. Just fine. Uh, uh, been working on stuff for podcasts, obviously. I mean, we always say that, but it's always true. You know, we always got new stuff coming, new stuff working. Work. Yep. And on top of that, just working normal job as well. Got to keep that income coming. Big truth. Because it just keeps on coming and it don't stop coming and eventually it'll stop coming if I get fired. Yeah, that's that's very, very <laughs> true. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Hey, now, how you doing, Shank? Oh, frankly, Curtis, man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, with Valentine's Day last week, it was a great time, you know, big celebrating going on, lots of discount chocolate I bought after that. I had a bit of a oh, food yeah. coma for a few days. Um, the guts Same. hurt, but... My, um, my dad just hates me right now. I know, right? My dentist is probably, like, just, like, at home right now, sharpening his instruments, just, like, staring, muttering into the distance with a thousand yards stare. Everyone else got love and affection. I got cavities. Now, to be fair, though, to be fair, though, he he's probably going to be making bank off of the uh, discount chocolate cavities, so... I'm, oh, I'm that pretty... and Halloween. Yeah, so... They are set. So, I think, you know, I think overall, um, he, he could probably count, count it as a net win, um... So, doing pretty good. Uh, personally, though, before we get into anything else, I do want to remind the folks at home about something, and that is that they could go and check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if they want to see some really funny behind-the-scenes content and, like, really just cool stuff that we post on there. Um, they can jump on our Discord if they feel like it, and they can, uh, you know, we check in daily. They could just say random stuff in there. They can hop in there and be like, and penis butt. And we'll be like, yeah, big ups, you know? Like, and penis, and penis, and penis butt. Just we like that. Mind. We don't <laughs> mind. And we would love it, you know? So, like, uh, just hit those links downstairs, folks. Um, fire us some messages. We love hearing from you. Exactly, exactly. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show, you can also check out our Patreon page and donate there. We have several tiers that you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content exclusive for Patreon and the ability to listen in on the show live. Again, links are down below, and if you go there and follow us, you can join some of our fabulous patrons that we got over there, such as Isaac. Yep, we, he's good. Uh, a couple more would be okay, but we're not forcing anybody, but just know that all the money that goes into this podcast will go into the podcast. Yeah, it's true. I, like, every penny we get right now is going directly back into making better content for all of you guys. Curtis is 100% right. Um, and, you know, I think it'd be a great time now. Let's hop into the review. I agree to that. Good review, good so, Curtis, what are you burning today, brother? Well, Shank, to fit with our theme of... Uh wine country and vineyards i have chosen a strain today grape stomper nice 
exactly. Now, on top of everything else with our thing, I, I believe this to be a very artisanal-looking strain, and I'll explain in a second. First off, it is a hybrid indica dominant, so, you know, kind of classic to what I usually smoke. It is also known as sour grapes, and it is originally grown by Gage Green Genetics as a cross between chem sour and purple elephant. Very, very excellent strain sounds chem and very chem, chem sour and purple chem sour yeah. chem sour. <laughs> it's literally chem dog and sour diesel combined. <laughs> so we've smoked the strain's parents. Ha ha ha! I'm bad nug. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, but this grape stomper is a very natural looking yet firm bud, not too big yet, yet not too small either. But the color mm. on this is hard to determine due to the heavy and thick yeah. coating of crystals. It makes it look furry, like fuzzy, <laughs> like it's kind like of incredible, foggy. actually. A little foggy. Furry, fuzzy, I can't foggy. I can see some emerald and some light pear tones on it, but very hard to tell. It's a good amount of vibrant rust orange hairs on there as well, about medium-sized. And finally, nice. I believe the reason they call it Grape Stomper is once you stomp it, you can finally see the purple. Oh, the, uh... the inside is a solid core of basically purple all the way down to the stem. Again, it's covered in crystals, so it's kind of hard to tell, but I mean, compared to the green, you can definitely see purple, and it basically looks like my color purple, if you're looking at us on our YouTube video right now. Yeah, uh, very true. It's very awesome, amazing. In terms of the scent, got a little bit right here. Oh, okay. Um, sorry for that. It <laughs> smells good. like the perfect pairing for our wine theme that we have going. It smells exactly like a cheese and fruit plate. Nice. Like a charcuterie. Yeah, that's the word for it. Charnuberry. Um, <laughs> charnuberry. <laughs> it's got a slightly garlicky backdraft to it, but it's a strong original scent of just cheese. Like, it has a strong cheesy scent to it. And it nice, also like has a, fruity... Like UK, like UK cheese strains and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Right? Like yeah, that nice. blue cheese. That It's really Gouda. It, I mean, it smells really Gouda. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I love that my favorite and, my favorite cheese bun, and it has a uh, fruity tones to it as well, like grapes and slight citrus, like orange peels and orange wedges. Nice. Uh, at, overall, it's amazing on the eyes, amazing on the nose. I really hope the flavor matches. And like I said, this just looks like one of those fancy artisanal strains, kind of. Nice. But again, that is Grape Stomper, otherwise known as Sour Grapes. But Shank. Why don't you tell the fine folks what it is you are smoking for us today? Well, today I am going to be smoking some Rio Bravo. It was grown by Edison, um, and it's a proprietary strain that they grew, um, which is actually called um, Wabanaki, which was originally created by Organogram by crossing two strains um, of I don't know what and I don't care. Um, they don't. They don't say. <laughs> Oh, I was about to say that's some interesting name for some weed. No, yeah, they just they just don't say. So I just made up some random ones. Hopefully, those aren't actually uh, strain names. If they are, uh, send me some. Uh, but um, no, it's uh, but yeah, the, the, it crosses two strains. I don't know what they are, so it's great. I'm going in with a bit of a mystery. I do know that it's a sativa dominant, a sativa dominant hybrid, um, which is my nice. usual cup of tea. Um, exactly. And 
As for the nugs, they are beautiful, soft feeling, but hard looking nugs. They look like they're crunchy and crispy, but they're fairly soft. Um, they have a really slight coating of red hair on them. A little bit of crystal. Uh, frankly, they're really, it's not a fancy looking strain. It doesn't look like a strain that you'd look at and be like, whoa, put this in a magazine, right? But it, it looks good. It's got lots of shades of green in there. It looks very healthy, looks very well taken care of. So overall, five strains of green. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so overall it's a nice it's a nice strain to look at. It's not like one of those like beautiful, oh my goodness, like, you know, gasp, that's so pretty kind of strains, but it like, is nice. Oh, that's weed. Yeah. You're like, oh that's weed. That looks like doesn't look like bunk weed. It looks good. Like it looks like good weed. Which is good, because when you buy it you'd expect to be buying good weed. Um I haven't been disappointed by Edison yet. <laughs> um and so the smell though is where this really hits home. Because it's got some of my favorite scents, like, built into it. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. Um, lemon hints, like, hints of lemon with this pine, like, a nice strong pine scent. So it's, like, very woodsy, like, almost like a, uh, like, you know, it's just like a, the, the feeling you get when you're surrounded by trees and you're, you know, kind of, you know, just sitting there and, you know, smoking a nice joint in the summertime. Right. Right? Like, it's, uh, I like it. It's got a nice herbal kick to it, so it's almost like you're walking through a field of, like, herbs, fresh herbs and stuff, pine trees all around you. Mm. Um, kind of like and, that uh, pine coney, fucking nature-y feely. Yeah, the nature-y feely kind of strain. It's, and I enjoy that, that really, like, this, that Mind you, we're in, we're in more of northern climates, so for us, a summery walk in woodsy is still kind of, you know... Yeah, still it's, kind of wintry. <laughs> it's still kind of wintry, uh, but uh, but it is it, it like. But frankly, it's I love that scent. It's really nice. It reminds me of like really good pleasant memories, being in pine trees and everything else, and hanging out and stuff like that. But uh, there's a great hint of pepper that sits on the back of the scent, like on the back end of the scent, uh, like actual pepper, like just pepper black black pepper corn yep. grind it up, um, like on the back of it. It's really nice. Um, I like it because it accents the lemon. Everything else makes it have frankly a really really great scent and uh i can't wait to try it i'm pretty excited absolutely i think we both are yeah but before we do try them out i would love to let people know that they can check these out these strains out on our instagram we'll have pictures posted there for all of them to see they can just click on there check it out give us a follow while they're there good buds podcast is where you need to go to find that on instagram and if you want to check curtis out he's got some wicked bong videos over on his private insta I'm at Good Buds Curtis, and if you want to check Shank out, who rolls some nice-looking blunts, you can check him over at Good Buds Shank, and uh, we post all kinds of funny stuff and behind-the-scenes stuff regularly on our Instagram, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you already see these beautiful pictures of these beautiful nugs, but if not, go over to our YouTube channel, check that out, watch the video, you will be hooked. Click that subscribe button, and click that bell icon so you know whenever we post things, because it's not just it's, weekly it's... there, it's random not to be a little biased but it is the best way to watch the podcast i love considering other than that you only have to listen to it absolutely it's my favorite way to watch the exactly right that's the best way to watch the podcast because it's the only way to watch the podcast um until you fans out there start making your own fan edits but uh but no frankly it's like check it out i think it would be fantastic but uh i think we should uh give him a puff what do you think hi uh 100 completely agree to that i got a bong packed right here as always as do i and you all know what time it is buds we got our lighters we light them in the air we blaze it 
Lighters out, let's talk about. Yeah, oh my god. Wow. Curtis, buddy, how's that tasting for you, man? Um, okay. So, wow. very interesting. It's weirdly sweet at first. <clears throat> it's got a very fruity front to it. Uh, Not exactly citrus, but it's just like a combined combination of fruit. Like, kind of grapey, kind of citrusy. Little bit of... I don't know how to explain it, really. But, that's... After that, it becomes a rush of a very strong diesel flavor from all the crystals. Because, like I said, this thing is copiously coated in it. So that crystal kind of pushes a very strong diesel flavor uh, quickly down the throat. And it finishes with that strong, cheesy aftertaste, pretty much. Nice. Kind of like how your mouth feels a minute after eating, like, cheese sticks or a grilled cheese sandwich or something Mm. like that. Yeah, like a roll baby bell. Exactly. Like, personally, I'm not a huge fan of just, like, straight-up cheese. I like it on stuff, but not by itself. But, honestly, I'm liking this flavor. It's really good. It's an amazing array of flavors, smells, colors. Like I said, this is a very, very fancy-looking strain, but it's really all not that fancy. But, Shank, how's that uh, Rio Bravo hit ya? Well, that Rio Bravo, man, it was a very strong lemon-forward hit. Um, (coughs) Had a Huge punch. A huge punch to it. Um, but overall, it wasn't, like, deadly. It didn't really make me feel like I was going to die. I definitely had a bit of a cough after there. But that's just because I took a huge old hit. Um, frankly, it has a thick layer of herbal and, like, almost a spicy flavor that hangs out on top of the lemon. Like, leaving this really nice aftertaste that you get on the back. Like, again, the pepper sticks around afterwards. Um, so like after the lemon's gone and the linger's gone, you still have like an almost black pepper taste in your mouth, um, which personally I like, I'm one of those dudes that really loves, like, I will eat a peppered steak for days, you know, like, and just have like, you can coat the outside of it with a shell of black peppercorn and I'll eat that steak and be like, oh yeah, buddy. So this for me is a nice strain. That sounds delicious. But now all I'm thinking is an earth, wind and fire song. After the lemon's gone. After the lemon's gone. <laughs> oh my anyway, god. Anyway. After the it, lemon's gone. But yeah, no, these are but, sounding like some yeah. excellent excellent stuff. I know, man. I'm I like frankly, I'm looking forward to smoking more, but as usual, before we do, Curtis, what does it say on the review sites about your strain? That is right, that is right. As always, these are the online opinions of stoners who are online, and we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinion. Absolutely, Mr. Echo Boys. So, the Grape Stomper is described as a tingly body sensation. Uh, It's got a euphoric, relaxing, and uplifting high as well. You know, kind of similar effects to normal. Really Uh, good note here. Uh, Name of your sex tape. Boom. What's that? Euphoric, relaxing, and uplifting are pretty typical. Uh, I was gonna go with the tingling body sensation. Either or. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. <laughs> let's just go yes, all the above. Yes. But it also has a very, it's also good for stress and insomnia. Uh, it's got a slight dry mouth side effect, but as you guys know, we are seasoned stoners here. We got our bevies nearby. We got snacks. We're always prepared. Always prepared. Exactly. Uh, 
but Shank, how is that Rio Bravo sounding the, online? The Rio Bravo. Um, honestly, it's saying that. I know it's so fun, isn't it? Rio Bravo. Oh. Uh, it makes me feel like I want to like you know sit down and have like a nice big glass of wine by a pool somewhere, you know, and just like just exactly. like chill, you know, some sparkling wine. Uh, but uh, frankly, it has uh, the reviews online say that it's got a strong euphoric high. With, uh, with now, this is the weird thing. A body tingle. Here's tingles too. We're both tingling today. Yay. Yeah, we're both. You know what? Um, uh, we, maybe okay. we should, uh, yeah, they'll take that out of context. Don't take it out of that context. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your Peter tingle, Curtis. I, can you please not call it that? <laughs> oh, man. No, for all you MCU fans out there. Um, but, uh, frankly, it's got a yeah, body tingle. But it's uh, they say it's great for socializing, great for partying over Zoom. Because we should all social be socially distance. responsible. For responsible people! I want to go somewhere! I want Curtis to be able to come to Canada! Fucking stop going out! Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's really, really good. Strong, euphoric, high. Um, uplifting, high energy. So I'm really looking forward to burning more of this stuff, man. Um, the reviews online sound golden. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, yeah, burn more. I think just had to drop the beat on that one. Drop the beat and my phone. Exactly. But you guys know that it's time for uh, some group participation. The interactive portion. I love this one. Exactly. I got a joint rolled right here, Shank. I have a joint rolled right here, Curtis. And if you guys have one rolled, you can, you know, join us right now. If not, pause the video and roll yourself a joint. We'll wait for you. Do you think they actually pause the video, Curtis? I don't really care. So now that you're back, <laughs> uh, we have our joints rolled. Let's pull out our lighters, and you know what time it is, buds. It's 4.20 somewhere. Yes, Plays indeed. It. Oh, man. That's, uh, I just love joints. I just love the feeling of lighting a joint. See, it's one of the only things I do miss about fucking cigarettes is that feeling of just like, man, I'm just rolling a fucking, you know, circular thing, putting it in my mouth and lighting it. Know, That's why right? I like I joints. It still gives me that satisfaction, but I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Yeah, and and sometimes you see yourself holding, you see yourself like holding it like a like a smoke, you know, like oh, you I just always hold like, it. Yeah, like you just like because I mostly like I always was one of those people that differentiated between like I'd hold like a joint would always be the pinch finger, you know, right. like and and like it was. And, yeah, it was the it was same for me to at avoid first. Getting the smell on my hands, you know, because if you pinch it like that, you're less likely to get smoke on your fingers, so you're not gonna smell as bad. Uh, like, for me, it was just, like, the easiest way to pass it to somebody. You pinch, you put your fingertips yeah. together, and then you're both pinched around it, and then you both have equal pressure on it. And exactly, right? Upside of Rona, upside of Rona, though, like, I mean, we gotta, like, look at the positives, right? A lot of people, like, there, there, I, now, by this statement, I by no stretch am saying that there are, like, not negatives. There are so many negatives to Corona that it's, like, impossible we know, to count. We all know, but anyway. Them. We all know. But you gotta look at the silver lining, and one of the silver linings is, if I do, at any point, limited social interaction, like at this point, and I got right. a joint, and someone's like, yo man, can I get a hit? I'd be like, nah bro, Rona. <laughs> exactly. You I can, get I can and yourself. now don't get me wrong, I'll, I'm generous, so I'll, I'll be like, here bro, like, you, you know, like, take some weed, roll your own, or whatever, but now I need, I never need to worry about the joint coming back to me wet. I never have to worry about it disappearing in the rotation somewhere. Like, you know, hand You don't have to, to worry about looking at that asshole who's just sitting there chiefing on it. 
The guy yeah. who passes out with it. The guy yeah. who fucking burns your couch with it. Yeah, I can be that asshole now. Exactly. At least with your joint. <laughs> exactly. If somebody else has a joint, joint, you can still yell at them, but exactly. if they're chiefing on it, yeah, that's their shit. Let them go. Yeah, you're right. So, and and that's the coolest thing is like you know like now when people do get together, it's a pretty much Curtis and I we're we, we're forced to because we're literally in separate countries. We're speaking to each right. other until they invent that Willy Wonka TV shit where I can straight up just hand the weed to them. It's not gonna happen, right? But right. like you know, like it's one of those things where what we're doing right now is what everybody has to do anyway. Even if we were sitting in the same room, we'd still be like, "Yeah, man, that weed treating you good," and he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that weed treating you good." I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> you exactly. know? And hopefully, so we can to eventually our world, get... everyone right. Hopefully, you can eventually get to the point where we can at least be smoking the same strain. But that would be nice for right and now. Then, you know, in I the think same room would be nice too. But exactly. We'll but for right now, I I like the fact that we're just you know. Doing how we do, fucking. Yeah. I mean, this is how we've been working for fucking what four years now, fucking. Yeah, I know, right? Like, time we've known yeah, each other, the entire time, just hanging out and shit, and like you know, playing games and stuff like that, and just like when we're not playing games, even if we're just like sitting up late nights, you like crunching your head against your keyboard trying to edit something while I annoy the shit out of you by doing random things in the background, like you know, just that it's kind of so stuff. hard to get the audio cues when Shank won't shut the fuck up True, <laughs> about logic and up. shit. Yeah, I never, I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I love it. No, I never shut the fuck up. But no, it's, no, that's that's. If why I didn't love it, I would just leave the Discord call. I know. I was gonna say that's why we do the podcast because you know we can both deal with each other's like you know random directions that we go and it's great, right? And I'm glad that our fans in the audience that the people at home like have been this supportive so far like we've got so many freaking likes on facebook right now i never thought a page that i was like you know like like the co-head of or the like you know like whatever have that many like over over 100 over 200 people like it's still coming and like that's so cool like if you are on our facebook page and if like that's fantastic we appreciate if you're listening to this and you have come here at some point we appreciate you Ups, we love you ups, for it. Like, yeah. You are yeah. one of our buds. Yeah, and and that's exactly it. Like, and I just you know it's just crazy, man. The amount of support we've got. Like, I know we're trying to grow our YouTube right now, though. Our YouTube, man. We got to focus. That's like something we really. Right. Our audience, like, they're missing out. Like, a lot of our audience is missing out because, right? We got like you know a good amount of people listen to the podcast, which is fantastic. Listening to the podcast, it's obviously exactly and some we know that some people you know listen to this because they're you know on a road or something like that you know they're traveling yeah. some shit but you know but we when still you get want, that yeah, and we still you, like it if people yeah and if you but if you check out the youtube videos guys like seriously curtis sits down and when i say he bangs his head against the keyboard like editing this these things like they're getting better and better every episode and like frankly it's just they're they're great like we're starting to throw bits in and everything like that you know we'll take user suggestions if you guys message us and say hey maybe blah 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 if it's not out of the realm of possibility it might happen so hit us in the comments be like hey guys um curtis's face is really nice and curtis will be like oh shucks you know great you know like you know say i like blushing you know, for once, I, for once, I would love if someone would, you know, compliment my beautifully animated beard. Like, look at this beard. Look at it. It's glorious. You can't see it if you're listening, but you can if you're watching the YouTube video. Uh, it's true. So, yeah, we much appreciate all the people we got, but... Yeah, totally, man, sh- totally. <laughs> yeah. So, Shank, what paper are you burning out of today? Today, I am back to the old, beautiful, classic OCB experts, man. I love these papers. I love the classiness of the packaging. I love 
the consistency of the quality. Well, I, I've never, ever, ever had a single paper come out of an OCB pack with no sticky. You know, like other other right. paper packs, like I, I and I won't I won't mention names at all. Like, but other major leading paper. I've producers, seen some of that. Yeah, I've taken a paper out of a pack every now and then, and the sticky gummy was so thin that it either was non-existent or it just wasn't there at all. Like there was some kind and of printing error, yeah, and it didn't work or something. But I have never once in my history of smoking OCBs had that quality control issue. So it's amazing, man. Like I personally. Um, I swear by them. Um, OCB, if you're listening to this podcast, sponsor me, yo. Your boy would love it. Um, but uh, yeah, Curtis, how? What are you smoking out of today, man? Uh, well, since I knew everything about this strain was gonna be weird and all that stuff, I decided to go with a weird uh paper. I went with root beer from Juicy J's. Root, root. Yeah, I can see. I that. don't know why, but it's aight. I mean, I it's aight. I, I did have some of the absinthe papers that I definitely should have used, but absinthe uh, would have been I, a good call. Absinthe is always a good call, though. That's my problem. Is every time I have absinthe, I think absinthe goes. I'm like, I'm like, this weed is blah 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 blah. You know, it will go really good with that absinthe. This weed is blah 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 blah. You know, it will go really well with that absinthe. absinthe. Like you know, like like this weed is bunk. You know, it would be good with this one absinthe. You know, like <laughs> it's just I can't help myself, man. They're the just they're the shit. They're the like my favorite papers for sure, but uh, root beer is a good call. That was a solid choice. Uh, Man, like I'd uh, like so. How's it taste? Like, does uh, the flavor complement it, or? I mean, it does, but it's like I don't know. It just kind of makes it smooth. I mean, in general, like through the joint, it's making it significantly smoother anyway. Yeah, uh, it's still got like a lot of the fruity scents coming through. It's got that little sassafras flavor from the uh paper but yeah i don't know it's That's right. interesting but it's not making it bad not making it worse. It's just making it kind of smooth razzle dazzle razzle dazzle give her the, the old razzle dazzle give her the old razzle dazzle the old root beer razzle dazzle that's the best way to go man the best way to go root beer razzle dazzle but uh, yeah i mean i seriously i legitimately still miss being able to get flavored papers bro like it's one of the like it's one of those things where, like, I agree with a lot of the decisions that the government makes. Like, you know, I can't agree with all of them. Anybody who thinks that you're going to agree with every policy is ignoring a lot of the policies they're like the person they're supporting has. You know, if you're like, I agree with every political opinion they have, you're ignoring a lot of their political opinions about different things because guaranteed there's going to be something that you go, I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, yeah. like, so, like, I don't agree with everything that our government has done. I agree with a lot of it. Like, frankly, we live in a beautiful country. We yeah. live in a stable country. We live in a good, like, you know, coronavirus is insane, and our government's handled it fairly well compared to, like, okay, you know, some, on that one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fairly well. But anyway, but, uh, but the big thing is, is that getting rid of flavored papers in our province was the stupidest thing our provincial government has ever done, especially just before weed legalization and i know i talked about this in season one but i'm still salty Nova scotia government for the fact a, that this is a reoccurring just before legalization they were like nah we're gonna get rid of flavored papers even though that's gonna be massive income for like any business that sells them you know like now all that business is going online to Oopsie. stores in other provinces because we can order them online you can order them online all you want but they can't sell them in retail stores. So we can order them from a store in another province. So we're taking our nice Nova Scotia dollars and spending them in another province so that they ship it to us. You know? 
It's like it's like your state being like, no, you're not allowed to buy something here, but you can buy it in the state next next door, and it's not legal it was to like own it. And you're fireworks. like, okay, yeah, fireworks, yeah. If it's legal, that was to how own it was. Them, but okay, it's not legal we to buy to... them. You just go yeah. to buy them in another state, and then give your money to that other state. I mean, it was quote unquote illegal to fire them off. However, if you fired them off and then you stopped, and the cops didn't know exactly what house fired it off, then they drive by and then you fire off another one, yeah, and then you know, eventually they're just like, "I'm not gonna keep making these trips." And then you yeah. can just do the grand finale. Yeah, the old, the old typical, the old typical strategy. Yeah, that's that's pretty and then universal. They just, but then they just made it legal, so you know yeah. now we got mortars. Yeah, exactly right, and that's what I mean, right? And and your state is making all of the money from the sale of them, right? Like the tax money that from the sale of those, the sales tax is going to your state. So it's like my Before province. that, if you my province is like we don't want that sales tax, we want it to go to another another province. Right. I'm like before that, if you owned a barn like just on the border of Michigan, inside of Ohio then yeah. you made bank every year around 4th of July because everybody from Michigan would go in, buy a fuck ton of illegal fireworks, and then drive back into Michigan. Yep. And they yep. would go to the first stand that was available. And usually there was like They'd two, set up I remember two there, or three yeah. band or ones on like I-94 or I-75 that literally had fucking, it was just a fucking shitty old barn. <laughs> and on the side of it was a huge tarp that said Black Panther fireworks, and it was just filled to the brim with fireworks. Black Panther fireworks. That seriously, like if you smoked brand. a cigarette anywhere within like fifty feet of this place, the whole place would have exploded. That reminds me, um, when I used to work for a company a long time ago. Now this is uh, I don't the the legality of this story is not known, so the business's name will not be mentioned, um, and the people involved will have fake names. So me and my coworker, um, for this delivery company I used to work for, um, one day we're, we, we did not now keep in mind, our delivery was very specific. We only did furniture. Okay. That's it. Right. Only furniture. That's all we were class for. It's all our truck was class okay. for. So we drove furniture around and one day our boss was like, Hey, listen, my, uh, my family owns a firework factory. We need you to go pick up a bunch of fireworks, um, in the truck. Um, like, you know, like a few, yeah. or no, well, well, what they said is a couple boxes of fireworks when you're up in a certain town and bring them back here because we're going to sell them, you know, like from this location that we have. Right. And so I was like, all right, cool. You know, not like, you know, a couple, like, couple boxes, well, it was like a couple boxes, right? Like we're going to like, what, take three or four boxes worth of fireworks for them to set up a display somewhere right. and sell off, you know, the three or four boxes of fireworks, whatever. Right. I've moved that much in a car, whatever. Right. No problem. So we get there and the guy and the people are like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you're ready to pick it up and everything. We're like, yeah. So we get in, go into the place and uh, like there's literally an entire shipping container full of fireworks. They're like, yeah, you're taking about half of these. So we literally loaded the entire truck up from front to back, like full, full of fireworks and drove it from one town, like almost an not an hour, but almost like 45 minutes back to where we work the whole time i was like man i hope we don't hit a fucking bump like i don't i was like oh man no like friction i was no like this, we don't have no that. Like, this truck is not rated for this you know like it's like you know and obviously the like the businesses involved will not be named the people involved will not be named um and obviously right, it was fine at the i time. think you need I, you some know, kind of certain classification for carrying that i'm pretty much. sure you do like I'm not, certain. I'm not certain about like i said i never looked up the law about it that's why i'm telling the story now i don't know whether it's legal or illegal um let but, us know uh, in the comments below <laughs> let me know in the comments below but or basically go, I check felt... us out on reddit you can let us know there yeah. and send this story to uh 
r slash legal advice but long story like one sentence longer um i was very uncomfortable the entire time makes sense yeah so that's about it man but uh frankly i think it would probably be a really good uh you know good time to roll on to something maybe another segment what do you think i think so but before we do that let's run a quick ad shall we do you like fashionable and unique clothing do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light do you like discounts do you like advertisements that ask do you like over and over knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back if you answered yes to all of these questions or even just the first three check out lumenspot.com for some lit clothing and accessories and use the code GOODBUDSPODCAST at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you, LumenSpot, for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. <laughs> very nice, very nice. So, Shank, a lot of things happening in the world today, wouldn't you wild say? Wild stuff, wild stuff happening in the world today, man. I think it'd be good time to do one of your favorite segments to announce. I 100% agree to that. It is time to get into... <clears throat> We do's worldwide. I'm leaving that in. No. <laughs> so our first news story today is uh, kind of an update on two different news stories <laughs> that we had uh, last week, actually. Oh, nice. So it's very interesting. So it's a combination of the story you covered about magic mushrooms and the shroom story that was pretty cool using the music and the shrooms yeah exactly and my story about jamaica oh, so the man. world's They're the world's <laughs> exactly but the world's first research and cultivation facility for uh, psilocybin or psilocybin producing mushrooms opens in jamaica nice so they're they're trading in they're running out of weed but they're getting shrooms Exactly. So it, you know, kind of a compromise, but yeah. apparently, you know, it's a trade-off. Uh, this story trade, comes yeah. exactly. This story comes to us from thegrowthoff.com, and you can check for links in the description below. Uh, the world's first legal research and cultivation or cultivation facility dedicated to producing uh, mushrooms and other plant-based psychedelics has opened in Mona, Jamaica. Nice. Uh, uh... Sorry, not sorry. The facility field trip nat or the facility field trip natural products limited research and development laboratory for psychedelic fungi. That that's a fucking name. <laughs> uh, psychedelic, is, psychedelic fungi. Well, let me sex tape. No, the whole thing is field trip natural products limited research and development laboratory for psychedelic fungi. Jimmy Christmas, that's a mouthful. They didn't even give it a cool acronym or anything. Let's just call it the Shroom the Shroom Science Zone. <laughs> the Shroom Let's Science just... Place. Shroom Labs. Shroom Labs, yes. Call it Shroom okay. Labs. In partnership it's in partnership with Toronto-based Field Trip Health LTD and the University of West Indies, UWI, which that one actually has an acronym. There you um, go. See? See, that's how you do it, Shroom. <laughs> so the plan or the plans for this facility were first announced in September of 2019, and it held a grand opening earlier this week. Nice. So, Congratulations. Um, exactly. Obviously, they will be producing, you know, fungi and how or and jobs. Psilocybin producing fungi and how they can be utilized in a treatment setting. Obviously, it's really great with 
the jobs, obviously, especially with Jamaica's current uh, situations. Obviously, we talked about it last week, getting hit by a tropical storm last year, coronavirus, their current drought, yeah, uh, their current fucking ma- shortage on marijuana, which is yeah. obviously the worst. They're the um, worst, the worst of all of it. Like, I mean, you can take your hurricanes, you can take your droughts, but you don't take the weed, man. Please, don't take the weed. Don't take the weed, man. But no, seriously, though, like, we do hope that, you know, that turns around for Jamaica, and this this is obviously going to be really good for them. That's great, man. That's cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, That's just me saying thanks, because I'm I'm actually still pretty high right now. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, So... Yeah, yeah uh, psilocybin yeah. is a substance found in over 200 species of psilocybin mushrooms, and this lab will pretty much be dedicated to taking care of, you know, a good majority of study, research, and stuff for all of that, and hopefully research will travel amongst the world, and hopefully the treatments of this substance will be uh, better understood for later development. No, actually, that's a really good uh, lead-in, because my... Uh, article is actually about treatments and somebody who is world famous. Um, really? Yes. Yeah, so it's about time that the weed world starts bonging it like Beckham because David Beckham has invested in a CBD company. Ooh, has he's he now? One of, yeah, he's one of the uh, one of the latest uh, one of the latest celebrities to get into the celebrity slash athletes uh, because he is still an athlete. I mean, he might be, you know, but uh, he got into the weed game. Uh, he's in the CBD game now. Um, Cellular Goods, which is a company uh, poised to join the London Stock Exchange, is going to use biosynthetic cannabinoids um, for skincare and athletic, athletic recovery products. So basically, they're going to be using CBD um, to make, you know, ointments, topical creams, that kind of thing. Um the company value um, it already has a pretty high estimated value of about $20 million, or 20, sorry, 20, 20 million pounds, which is $35 million, I apologize. Well, yeah, you um, get a name like David Beckham behind it, and yeah, yeah. Mm. people are pretty happy. And they have a, they have a good framework as well. Um, they've basically, they've got, uh, they've got the development phase and the they've got they're ready to launch a range of premium quality consumer products that are based on biosynthetic cannabinoids and biosynthetic cannabinoids are cannabinoids that are lab grown like they're like synthetic but they're still right. CBD like it's still just CBD it's not you know um but uh but it is grown biologically it's not grown like you know you know artificially um but uh, yeah, they've got uh, topical athletic recovery products and skincare products are their initial focus, but they're going to be offering other things uh, as they create partnerships in the future to work with other companies. Uh, they'll be offering other goods. Um, they, uh, they're expected, uh, it says here, by making CBD in the lab because they make it lab-grown um, CBD. Um, they can avoid any kerfuffle over THC because THC is still illegal in the UK right now, unfortunately. Um, come on, UK, you can do this. We believe in you. Absolutely. Um, we, like, believe. we believe in you. You can legalize it. There's no reason not to. It's all cash money in your pocket and illegal money off the streets. That's what you want. Just do it. Anyway, I digress. Especially, yeah, I digress. Especially, oh, sorry, especially for medical stuff. Medical and for... 
People want to just feel good. Diagonal sideways, man. Diagonal sideways. It'll take a lot of strain off your medical network, too, because if somebody's having an anxiety attack and they smoke a joint instead of going to the hospital, you've just saved yourself so much money. It's not even funny. But um, they're making, you know, um, essentially uh, just CBD, pure CBD lab grown. Um, And they've got David Beckham behind them. He invested a lot of money in the company. Um, He's going to be... uh, uh, he invested through his company, which is called DB Ventures, um, and has a minority stake. So he doesn't own a majority of the company or anything right. like that. But um, it's nice to see another celebrity and especially a sports athlete getting into or trying to endorse marijuana and CBD. It's, so hopefully that can you know change course for future events. Hopefully allowing that stuff for you know more athletes. Absolutely, one hundred percent, and uh, like, and it's uh, like actors, athletes, all kinds of people with like power. We know that um, in our society, as silly as it might seem, and it's not even a modern phenomena. This happened back in ancient Roman times as well. But if a famous person tells you something, it has more sway over the general populace than just if a bunch of the general populace start saying something. Like if a thousand people started shouting to legalize weed that would make less of a difference to everybody in the world than one celebrity going, hey, you should smoke weed, you know? And and it sucks. I don't agree with it at all as a person, like morally or like consciously, I try to avoid ignoring voices. I listen to voices, you know? You gotta voices hear. voices are important. Like and you the, also all have voices, to... not just the one celebrity, but a thousand voices are just as and important. And you do have to, and the other important part is being able to understand other people's perspectives and point of views to be able to learn from that and understand exactly where you stand on that. Absolutely. You can't know your points without understanding Absolutely. somebody else's points. Yep. Yep. And, but, uh, but as we know now, you know, the majority of society, the way that it works is if a celebrity says, Hey, jump you, a lot of people are going to ask how high right away. Right. And so it's really cool seeing celebrities getting into like CBD products, even for recovery, because it's been known for years and years and years and years and years, how good, um, THC is for recovery, you know, like, um, basically, um, you know, like you could get inflamed joints and everything else. You could get muscle inflammation and that would hurt a lot. And the CBD, yeah. Strong burning sensation. Yeah, very strong, you know, like, it, and, and it's like, but, you know, CBD helps with that, man. Exactly. Athletes have been using it for years for that, uh, for that, like, you know, like when you're for sure. post-workout burn, you know, or post-game exactly. burn. Exactly. But speaking of burn, that kind of leads me into our next news story. Oh, what would that be? Well, this news story, again, coming from the growth op. We got a lot of stories coming from there today. True, they're on fire this week. Exactly. You know what else is on fire? <laughs> a small town near the coastal city of, of, of be, be, there's an X in there. It's Spanish. Computer. They all get. Thank you. See, I never would have said that. Well, let's just say Bex. Yeah, we'll call it B B B X B X B X dogs. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. If you're let's from go. there, like, it's just no. We us... speak Americano. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> so this is a small town near in uh, Spain, nice. and efforts by Spanish firefighters have led 
or called to a blaze, sparks the discovery of two unrelated illegal grow ops. Uh, Emergency okay. wo- uh, workers discovered more than smoke and fire at these places. Essentially, both weed plantations were hidden inside separate homes 100 meters away. There was <laughs> two of them that were found at the same time. And the best part, they had nothing to do with the fire. Okay, so so you're telling me, like, police and firefighters go and they show up, you know, and they, like, bust these places, you know, someone's like, right. okay, it's a weed bust, why are the firefighters here? Uh, unrelated popcorn fire, your honor. <laughs> so, I guess, whatever the fire, I believe it was something... Yeah, neighbors alerted emergency services to the blaze, which the police say was the result of overloading the electrical network. Residents in the area had filed several complaints to the utility about repeated supply drop. So they had to go under investigation to figure out why the supply was dropping for this whole thing, which led them to two separate houses that both had two completely separate grow operations happening in them. So, okay, so now I'm starting to piece this together using my investigatory mind from watching years of Unsolved Mysteries. So, these two weed places obviously had a bunch of high-wattage things in them. So they probably were causing the drain that people were complaining about. Exactly. That's exactly what they found out, and they're like, okay, they tracked it right to their houses. One of the plantations was installed in an occupied house and the other was exploited by its owner, who, in view of the success of the business, decided to hire a company to expand the illegal hookup of electricity. Oh my god, so, so one guy actually dog. paid a company to make his electrical output output more to his house so he could grow more weed. And That's based on these pictures... Modern, modern problems, modern solutions. Mind you, these are huge fucking grows. Like, there is a basement like where you can barely see the walls. You can, there's barely a path all the way through. Actually, it's... I'm I'm just, uh, yeah, I just opened the link there that you had sent to me, and my goodness, man, those, wow. Like, folks, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see this. There's, like, plants wall-to-wall, and if not, there's a link below. You can check it out on the growth hub, but wow, Curtis. Exactly. The complaints raised the suspicions of police. Both illegal hookups were to the general connections, which suggested narcotics were being cultivated inside. Again, both of these had complete. These two had no idea that they were just completely illegally growing marijuana. Yeah, just two a couple doors people. down from each other. Yeah, just right next to each other. In total, in all, from I believe both of them, two thousand two hundred and seventy weed plants weighing two hundred kilograms were found after the fire had been doused, and police were called to the scene. They wow. also discovered equipment for used for growing and treating cannabis crops. Did they, is there a lawn tractor? Did they mention a lawn tractor? Uh, no. God damn, we still have to track down homie lawn tractor. We don't know where they put them. Exactly. But it's funny because late last year, they had a series of coordinated raids in uh, 63 homes in Spain and the Netherlands and Belgium revealed about 34,000 illegal cannabis plants and an electric bill for the stolen power amounting to 1.5 million euros. About about 2.3 American. Holy crap, man. So yeah. Wow. Exactly. So it's fucking crazy that all of this shit, but not only that, this isn't even the first time that firefighters specifically have found uh, marijuana cultivation by accident. Well, no, I know. We actually covered, I think, in one of our old news stories in one of our old episodes. Uh, we talked about that Irish story where the uh, 
the pub burned down and they found the pot farm. Exactly. I I remember that. That was wild. And firefighters, not even that, firefighters have identified illegal grows on a number of occasions, including in Scotland, Wales, the United States, and in Canada, where an illegal fire or a fire or something has led to the discovery of an illegal grow up. Whether or not it was related, who knows, but still hilarious all the way through. And great little story for here. And it was uh, funny. Yeah. And uh, but uh, but obviously, you it know, must like, go on. They, yeah, they probably would not have gotten caught, though, if they had followed the strategy of the company that I want to talk about in my next news story. What's that? Well, you see, they were drawing too much power from the grid and it caused like overloads and everything and blah, 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 fire, you know, right. attention, right? This company, it's from Nova Scotia, actually, my backyard. That's right. Um, there's a company in Nova Scotia called Aqualitas. I hope that's how it's pronounced, Aquilitas or Aquilitas, I'm not sure. Um, this is from 420 Intel. But they are thriving on, now hear me out, fish-fueled cannabis. Ooh. And I don't, mean, I don't mean they're grinding up fish for the people at home. They are not grinding up fish. Like that fishy weed you had on the last yeah. episode? They're not grinding up fish and feeding it to the weed. That's not the case. That's not what they're doing. Uh, just instant knee-jerk re- That was my first knee-jerk reaction. I was like, are these people, like, grinding up fish and using them as mulch or something? Like, because that's, you know... No, no. But, And then I looked at it, but no, these guys are awesome. These uh, people, these guys and gals, because, like, these buds are awesome. Because um, it's actually a woman-led company based in Nova Scotia, and um, they are one of the few Canadian producers that grow cannabis using aquaponics in a closed-loop system. So basically, they use water and energy demands that are dramatically re- reduced. Like they, like their energy demands are like way lower, because they use a closed system. It's like right. a self-sustained system, right? So they use now koi fish, are the type of fish they use. So there are koi fish swimming around these weed plants, and they provide nutrients to feed the plants while they help keep while the plants help clean the water. So right. basically. The plants help clean the water, the fish help add nutrients to the water, the fish also keep the water clean by eating bugs, parasites, pests, anything else. And they uh, they basically, um, they've just kept chugging on, man. Um, most companies struggled with disruption during COVID-19. They did not at all. They did not have to lay off anybody. They've actually hired 12 people since January last year. I was about to say, how do you lay off a fish, but okay. Yeah, you're, um... fi- you're fired! I'm sorry, I mean fried. I mean you're fried in batter. <laughs> can it be both? <laughs> With chips. Yeah, it can be both. Um, but they're located in Brooklyn, Nova Scotia, um, in the region of the Queens Municipality, which is not the municipality that I live in, uh, but it is close by. Brooklyn in Queens. Brooklyn in Queens. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's another place inside of a place. It's like we talked about it in another episode like ages ago. Um, I mean, we're, we're throwing back to a lot of old episodes. But um, they've grown from from 50 employees in 2018 um, to 90 employees now in 2020. Um, they're doing fantastic, man. And it's really cool because um, there used to be a mill there that got closed down, right? And the mill was right. big business. Like, the mill was huge. It was popular. It was big business and everything else. And most of the employees there are former employees of the mill. So they're people who had jobs at the mill that got closed down and everything else, and now they've got work doing something fucking awesome. Like, this is revolutionary, man. 
Like, they're using koi fish. They have actually one picture here that I'm going to have appear somewhere on the screen here. Curtis will snag it and post it. But this is Polly. And uh, if you haven't, yeah, if you uh, if you're not watching oh the YouTube video, you're missing out because Polly is adorable. If you if you aren't, click on the description below. There will be a link to this article. But Polly is here, and uh, it, Polly was one of Aqualita's koi fish. It's a strong swimmer, smart, fast, and nimble, is how it's described, which is awesome. I'm glad these people love their fish. Like that's really cool. That's um, but they've got a 25 year life cycle, so these koi fish will live for 25 years. Oh, that's koi. Yeah, that's pretty koi. Um, and uh, they'll uh, and they'll be well taken care of. Like you know, uh, they have uh, basically what, um, what uh, the, uh, um, the CEO. Um, her name is uh, Myrna Gillis. What the CEO Myrna Gillis has to say is that if you have the patience to let it build up, you can really get the benefits of it. She says. The plants are really healthy, and that's the main thing. When you can have a plant that's healthy, then you're going to have good potency and good terpene profiles and good quality on the finished product. So they clearly care nice. very much about the grow. They care about the weed strains and everything else. They care um, about the cannabis. They care yeah. about the fish. They care about the employees. Very nice. Oh, yeah, they're taking damn good care of their employees, too, actually. Um, uh, they're saying that they're essentially paying, um, you know, paying above, uh, you know, above industry norm um before uh moving into cannabis gillis used to they spent um she spent 25 years working as a disabilities lawyer and so she heard about medicinal marijuana from her clients obviously working as a disabilities lawyer you hear about the benefits of medicinal marijuana because it's a big thing in canada and so she obviously took that to heart and like decided that she was going to grow some weed in a safe organic healthy closed system kind of weird way like she got fish swimming around her plants man it's like a rice paddy you know I mean, if like, it works it works you really yeah. i mean but it's like a rice paddy you know how they'd have the flooded rice paddies and the koi fish yeah. would swim around in it to keep the bugs off the plants and everything and stop the like fungus from growing and that kind of thing and then you know like it's like that but with weed that's incredible it blows my mind blows my mind man and I personally, if I can get my hands on some of that, I would really love to try it out for the podcast. I'll see what I can do for that for a future episode, because frankly, I just think, I think trying that would be really cool. You know, like it would be, you know, it'd make me like if they have a super, you know, like kind of like, uh, you know, like if they have a super kind of, uh, you know, effective strain or something like that, that gets me super duper high, then I want to try it. Oh, yeah, it'd be. Very nice. Hopefully it doesn't taste fishy, but yeah. I'm sure they, I'm sure they have some good, uh, some good weed. And if, yeah, for sure. I really hope I can get a hold of some of that too, if they don't stay super local. Yeah, of course. No, if but, they start, uh, if they start shipping internationally, like Curtis has got to try some of that too. It's show for show and very nice, very nice. But I have one final news story for today. Just a quick okay. one for you here. Yeah, just fast one for today. Exactly. And this one comes courtesy of WGNTV.com. And okay. Uh, we have a Florida man story, Shank. <gasps> Florida man. Okay. So what, what's hitting the trope today, man? No, it's not a trope. Wait. Like, I believe this to be the actual Florida man. You think you found the actual Florida man? Well, he either has a tattoo or a birthmark. Okay. Um, it looks like a birthmark, but they're saying it's a tattoo. So, man okay, with hold Florida... Hold on, send me, t- one second. Send me a picture real quick. One second. Just one second. Right there, bro. Right there. 
Dude, if that's a birthmark, that's a Florida-looking birthmark. That is a pretty Florida-looking birthmark. Like, if he, if but, it's not, a, if that's not a tattoo, then he was born to be Florida man. But man with Florida tattoo or birthmark on forehead has been arrested for a misuse of nine one one and marijuana possession. This okay. comes to us. This comes to us from Pascal County, Florida. Yeah. And fucking, essentially, this guy. Uh, I'm just gonna say Matthew. Yeah. He's 22 years old and he was arrested early on a Sunday morning after he called 911 to find a ride home, according to a court complaint, which knows he cursed at the call take caller during the call. Well, that so, was not the right way to go about that, Matthew. Give me a fucking ride home. I, See, I what he fuck- should have done is he should have said, I don't know the number to the local like precinct. Because if you call the local dispatch, like the local office, and you're like, hey, listen, I'm cold. I'm drunk and I need to drive home rather because I can't afford a cab. They would probably drive you home. They'll probably be like, okay, we'll, well send somebody in a little while if we can. You here's know? the thing. An officer was, or yeah, an officer was sent but to just make sure he was him. okay. The arresting officer said that he offered to call him a taxi, but he said he didn't have money and began walking home. So he walked away from the officer. Uh, he then called 911 a second time and asked for a ride. The complaint states. <laughs> And the officer arrested him. Well, yeah, okay. because that's at that point you're tying up the lines, man. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. Now he was charged with the misuse of nine one one system as well as possession of marijuana. Yeah. Doesn't that's say exactly what... how much, but you know, marijuana. Well, he had so weed that... on him, but either way, he was calling the cops for a ride home when he had weed on him. Like, what have I said? How many times in the past have I said to every one of you people out there in the world? One illegal thing at a time, and you're okay. But he did like he was public intoxication, public intoxication, um, misuse, misuse of 911, like uh, carrying illegal possession. Ille- illegal possession of cannabis, and like you know harassment of police officers by telling like telling them to fuck off if they wanted to charge him with that. They could. They could be like, yeah, he was telling us to fuck off. He was belligerent. Like it was harassing. You know, that's four like, right you know, there, and they let him walk. Right they let him walk away the first yeah, time. Yeah, they let him walk away the first time. He could have like been like, you know what? Maybe I'll call one of my homies or maybe I'll just like dip on an Uber. I know it sucks. Like if you're an Uber driver out there, I hope it doesn't happen to you, but like fuck, man. Like, you know, just yeah. do something. Don't like don't keep calling 911. Like Right. Like really. So, but anyway, like, wow. so yeah. This guy was released on a $300 bond, so good job, Matthew. At least now fucking he'll see court, but like I said, birthmark or tattoo of florida right on the forehead there will be the link below in the description for you people that are just listening to the podcast if you want to click on that link and you tell us in the comments whether you think it's a birthmark or a tattoo i think tattoo curtis thinks birthmark maybe um like you know like honestly like just let us know what you think in the comments and if you're watching youtube there will be a picture so you can see and comment down below if you think that's a birthmark or a tattoo because tell us at home what do you think it is the lines look clean to me that's like the most florida e birthmark i've ever seen so yeah. that's yeah so that was a good story curtis i'm glad we closed off with that one man that's fantastic exactly. so um i think it would be a good time to run something you think maybe run another segment i believe so so uh what we're gonna do now is we are gonna roll into a quick ad spot and then we'll hop into the next segment of the show Hey buds, you really want to show off your love of marijuana, or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to myhighshop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. 
They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com, and let's get back to the show. Oh man, Curtis, I love that My High Shop ad every single time I hear it, brother. Absolutely, every single time. So, Shank, I think we can uh, come back and say, how are you feeling? Man, today I am feeling absolutely magnificent. This weed is great. It's definitely as uplifting as they said it was going to be. I'm definitely feeling great. I feel like so far it's been an absolutely fantastic friggin' episode, brother. It has been fun, um, uplifting. I'm feeling pretty bouncy, personally. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, like, this strain, uh, it's got a great uplifting effect. I can't say that enough. Like, really, I do feel like I'm kind of floating in my chair, which is fantastic, because even though I'm pretty narrow... I've got a bony ass, and it digs into my chair most of the time. Uh, so, I can agree uh, to that, but I got that nice, so, soft, cushiony seat. Oh, yeah, I got a nice cushion. I went out and I bought the manager chair because I wanted to feel like a bouse. So, uh, um, basically, um, it's very comfortable, but I feel like I'm floating on it today, brother. It's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, how's, how's your strain hitting you today? Uh, it's hitting me fantastically, like, as usual, the relaxing, nice, uplifting, body high, euphoria, fucking... I'm, I'm chilled, I'm relaxed, but I could get up and do some shit, and I still got plenty of time left in the day to do some shit, so... Hell yeah. Not really complaining. Pretty no, good, man, pretty fantastic. good chill weed. <laughs> good, man, you good. Yeah, okay. no, it's good. It's, it's, it sounds like a fantastic strain, too. Like, it's a really good smell. Like, obviously, today, um, like, you know, you're gonna be burning, you're burning that beautiful, uh... Grape Stomper. Beautiful Grape Stomper, and I'm smoking on that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Rio Bravo. Um, and I know we should probably get into something that I've been looking forward to greatly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, I know I want to speak to someone, and in order to do that, we need to get into a special segment of the show, Curtis. Oh, yeah, I agree to that. And then, uh, in that segment, we're going to be speaking to, to a good bud. Of ours. But in order for us to get to that, we need to hit the interview. interview. Hey, buds. Today we are joined with good bud, my cousin, and just all around good guy, JMO. JMO, thanks for being here, man. It's nice to meet you. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, man, we're happy to. Curtis has told me a lot about you. I think we've gamed before, have we not? Like, we've played some games together? Yeah, a couple times. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, I think so... I think we actually have a YouTube video about it. If you want to go check it out, link will be in the description. But yeah, Downstairs. Um, but uh, obviously, for our first question, and i got to get this out of the way first and foremost, uh, JMO, um, I know Curtis knows the answer to this, but do you smoke weed? Yeah. For many of years. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love hearing that. We're always happy to have guests on our show, whether they smoke weed or not. We always ask right away in the forefront. Um, so, Curtis, you know what's traditional at this point, right? Of course, of course. Uh, I got a bong packed right here. Uh, assuming, Shank, you got something packed over there? I literally just put some weed in my bowl, my friend. And, JMO, what do you got for us today? Um, today I'll be smoking some white Russian. Oh, yeah. What you hey. got? You got a blunt for us? Yeah. Oh, very Out nice. of a white Russian. Out of a nice. white Russian. A white Russian blunt. That's fantastic, guys, because, you know, that kind of fits with the theme of the episode sitting in wine country, right? You make yourself a little white Russian. 
Exactly. Good idea. Sipping, relaxing, chillax, smell cool. Now let's all light up our pools. Lighters out, let's blaze it, bros. Yeah, blaze it, bros. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> Once again, I'm smoking that beautiful Rio Bravo. <laughs> Once again, I am smoking on that beautiful Grape Stomper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, JMO. <clears throat> Once again, fantastic to meet you. So glad you could get on the show, man. Uh, Curtis has told me a lot about you. We've been pretty excited. He's told me about, you know, some hobbies and stuff like that that you, uh, <clears throat> that you do. And he's alluded to the fact that you might have some really funny stories to share. Um, so to keep some of those funny stories, uh, hold those off to keep people uh, hooked. Um, Curtis says you are not only a prolific smoker, you know, you smoke that, that cannabis, but you're also a prolific disc golfer. Um, so can you tell us a little about that? You know, give us a little bit of the inside insight into disc golfing. Um, <laughs> with disc golfing, it is kind of like, don't get me wrong. A lot of people like it, but at first you're going to hate yourself. <laughs> you're not gonna know what disc to throw like you're gonna be asking people like which one do i do do i do, how do i throw it and like there's there are definite definitely different methods of like throwing a lot of people don't know that but yeah there there definitely is you oh, can you can do like three different methods as i know i remember when i first started because jmo obviously he's taken me disc golfing many a times and he was the one who first got me into it yeah, I remember uh, you telling me he uh, he really got you into it. And when I first started, I remember starting with like a it it's a frisbee, you know, throw it like a frisbee. And he just kept telling me, "Dude, no, yeah, <laughs> just like no, try like this, like this, tighten up grip more." And uh, yeah, again, I'm obviously still nowhere near pro, but I'd like to say I'm I can at least get through a couple hole or holes feeling decent about myself. That's what he said, Ooh. but uh, but no, that's that's awesome, man. And honestly, well, the first time I ever touched a disc golf disc is you're right, man. Uh, that's exactly the thing is I, I threw it and I yeeted it like I'd yeet a frisbee, and it did not do what I wanted it to do at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, here in like uh, southeastern Michigan, obviously around the Detroit area, it's kind of more flat land. But when you really started, uh, you know trying to get it or getting more into disc golfing you were living up in grilling right more up in northern michigan yes sir so northern michigan is a lot more hilly a lot more rigid kind of mountainous so how did that how do you think that really affected your uh being able to transfer that to more flatland um that that helped me out a lot actually the first time i went i was in like tennis shoes going up a mountain like three (laughs) feet high with snow and like we were drinking the whole time so like oh, yeah. that that really didn't help my game you, you drink at all golf, right you drink when you golf right oh yeah <laughs> that's the best part about disc golfing if you haven't gone it is the greatest stoner well, I mean, leisure I smoke, activity yeah. i was gonna say I it is the greatest stoner leisure activity you could possibly do you go literally two holes in you're in the middle of either woods or so far back somewhere nobody gives a shit you smoke weed you drink and you just have a fucking chill ass time yeah but, that's awesome so yeah, so Jamie, on, you were Jamie. saying yeah, you were saying you were drinking the whole time, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was like three feet high, 
trying to throw up mountains the whole time. Shit. And the, the guys I was playing with were throwing like three, four hundred yards. Like it was, it was nothing. Like they were yeah. just like throwing it. And I'm like, what the fuck? I can't even get like 30 feet in front of me. But doing overtime and keep on practicing at that and like trying to figure out your way, your method to it, because everybody has their own method to insanity. Absolutely. The madness. No, absolutely. And and that's really like, the, that's the truth. Like when you said that you kind of hated at first, that's that's kind of true for like most hobbies, right? Something that you really enjoy doing. Like, um, like a lot of the time, like when you first try something, if you beat yourself, you'll beat yourself up a little bit potentially, like if you're not doing great right away. Um, but like, it's good to have the mindset of, yeah, like obviously I'm not going to go out day one and be prolific best in the world. Like nobody's better than me disc golfer. Right. But if you go out and you grind and you grind and you grind, eventually you'll progress and get better. And you know, you'll, you'll know to wear the proper boots and you know, you'll like kind of be prepared. Right. It's like with Curtis and I, what we say, about I learned smoking. that after the second time. Yeah. It's like what Curtis and I talk about, like, you know, smoking weed all the time. You, you gotta be prepared, right. You gotta know what you're getting into. You got to moderate how you get into it and you got to, you know, be prepared, have beverages nearby, have snacks nearby if you need them. Right. Like Curtis has a goddamn mini fridge and air fryer. Right. Like just to be prepared and Stay like, prepared. You know, and I'm always, a, I'm, I am always within arm's reach of a bag of chips and at least a can of Pepsi. Right. So it's like, we're always prepared and it's like that with, you know, disc golfing too. When you got to go to a different course, like on a mountain, you got to be prepared for a mountain. Right. So, uh, exactly. but like Curtis was saying, you got it, it made you better now that you're on flatland, right? I would assume that now that there are less hills to get around, you probably just you can get a yeah. little <laughs> Yeah. And, right? Yeah, and yeah, and I would say so. Yeah. I can I can throw by two fifty, two seventy five. Nice. I'm playing like a good day, it's like three hundred, three twenty five. Nice. Do you find flat courses use more obstacles or like, because I find that in golf courses, it's like that when you've got like a bit of a hill, they tend to go easy on you and have a few less obstacles and stuff like that. But when there isn't a hill, like it's a flat grade, like it's just like they put like sand pits and water traps and shit like that. And like, do they do the same thing in disc golf or is it like, like different? It... Like we won't cut down those trees because uh... it's going to fuck with these guys shot. <laughs> I mean, just from my experience, I can definitely see a little bit of that in there. It, it's kind of a varied amount, depending on where you go in general. Yeah. I mean, shit, that one place we went to in Mount Pleasant. The, uh, the yeah. fucking forest 500. Place? The 500. Yeah, completely forest place. Everything else is entrenched. But one hole, 500 fucking yards of just straight field with a downward slope. <laughs> so it was literally meant for you to just whip it as far as you fucking could yeah, just but everything else was everything else was relatively technical yeah and that's what i mean like because like you know like if it was more hilly they'd probably be like man the hill itself is going to be a hell of an obstacle so like if it's a flatland course like we got to put in some extra stuff to make it a little bit more difficult so these people aren't you know breezing through right. it I think the difficulty on that one was just the pure fucking distance of it. (laughs) Oh, man, I can imagine. I can't even imagine. Like, that's the thing is I can't think, like, like, I know I think I can throw a Frisbee very accurately. Like, I've thrown a lot of Frisbee in my day, right? Very accurately for, like, you know, I think, like, when I say 100 yards or so, I'm I'm fairly certain that I could easily get it to somebody without them having to move from, like, 100 yards with a Frisbee. But I can't see me doing, like, 250, 300, like, without blowing my shoulder out or changing my technique into a way that i have not learned yet like that i'm not like you know some kind of way of throwing it so 
Like, you're definitely right, man. If I went disc golfing, I'd probably have this similar experience to you. I mean, I'd wear boots now because I've heard your advice. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd probably have the same experience, right? I'd be like watching you yeet the friggin' thing up the hill and be like... <laughs> uh, any advice for people who want to get into disc golfing? Like, you know, where they can buy a uh, good disc, where they can buy, where they can find their uh, trails, anything like that? Um... Honestly, right now, the market for, like, a lot of things is, like, online. Right. It's, it is but, more about like, summertime, so, yeah. A yeah, lot and, a lot of stores, like, uh, around us especially, like, gas stations and, like, convenience stores, they'll have them, like, hidden in the back, and it'll be, like, one or two shelves of them. Nice, yeah. I know Curtis told me before that uh, like it's it's pretty important to go with quality because he was saying he had some cheap ones that were kind of not that great and they worked okay, but he had some like better ones that were a little bit more expensive and they worked a bit better. Like so, like you know, quality is important in the disc as well, right? Like it's not just the like just like going out and buying the first disc you see and like you know like it'll affect your game. It's like golf clubs. Yeah. Like, having a it's, different set of clubs. Like, you were saying you need different discs for different um, throws? Yeah, you, you definitely do. There are um, three different types. There, there is a long distance, a mid-range, and a putter. Oh, nice. Cool, man. So, yeah. I, and a lot of them have it, like, displayed on the disc, so you can kind of identify it a little bit better. Awesome, man. Check out Amazon. If you guys are listening, you guys listening at home, go check out Amazon. You can probably find that if you're planning on getting into it. You can get some good prices. A couple good brands to go with are like uh, I one that I especially like is uh, Innovo, and uh, Damien, what's uh the brand that you usually use? Um, it, it's a very complicated disc, but I definitely started with it. It's uh, a Nuke brand. Oh cool. yeah, cool. And uh, and it'd be uh, it's probably a really good idea to buy more than one too, right? Because you will potentially lose discs. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. But- at the same time, you do find some. Yeah, on average, <laughs> I would buy, like, three just to be, like, secured with yourself. That's smart. That's a good idea, yeah. I mean, like like we were just saying a minute ago, right? Be prepared, huh? Yeah, good. So now, Curtis, since you know your cousin a lot better, obviously, than I do, um, have you prepared any questions before the interview that you planned on asking him on air to potentially embarrass him and or embolden him by making him look much cooler? I mean, yes to both of those, but... <laughs> Lit. All right. um, Hit me with whatever you got, my friend. And I'm sorry, so, Demo. <laughs> so, first and foremost is a story that I think I have covered before on the podcast, but if I haven't, this is going to be awesome for everybody, and I if have he has, here for verification. If he has, well, if he has, we all, smoke, we all smoke a lot of weed on this podcast, so there's a good possibility that nobody remembers it. So... <laughs> Regardless, here's a refresher. So... Uh, this is also in the form of a question. <laughs> Jamo, back in the day, do you remember hanging out at uh, a certain friend's house who had in his basement a essentially a completely sealed PVC tank? Yeah. I, I definitely remember that. It was a nice house he had it in, too. It was a really nice house. Like, he was a really... Besides, it, dude. <laughs> it was, the house itself was really fucking nice. But, so in the basement, there was this uh, PVC, I would call it a septic tank but there was never anything in it or if it was it was cleaned out yeah and yeah you can buy them brand new they don't they don't come with shit in them right so that's pretty great (laughs) so would you like to uh explain a little bit of the origin of how this became one of the coolest fucking things in this house 
Um, well, when we would like party or something, instead of us like just smoking around the house and like sticking up the house, we would just like fuck it. Let's all twelve of us sit in a tank and clamp bake out a fucking tank, and you know the house isn't fucking. <laughs> It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. Like if stoners are engineers, I've said it to this day. Oh, yeah. Like when you get now, baked, if you don't have a way to smoke weed, like immediately, you're like, oh, how can I smoke weed immediately? And you figure well, it the fuck out, man. Well, we had the ways of smoking. It was just how do we make <laughs> it? Know, where do we smoke? Where it's like you smell know, condensing contained. and also well, you know, and you want in a, a cool box, way. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. Way over time, in the bathroom. Now over time this thing evolved because it started it had this uh screw top on it. So once everybody was inside, you screwed it tight, it was sealed. The yeah. only there was a like small hole in the side for air access, but yeah. over time it kind of evolved. Um what's uh how did the final iteration end up? Um how we had to take it down or like right before you guys had to take it down oh, or like a couple of the iterations that it went through. Oh, um yeah, how did it get to the end product? Like, how, what was its journey? What was journey? I want to know. Minus the journey. semen. Okay, minus, minus the, the semen. Okay, maybe minus. Okay, how about minus a little bit of the semen? How did like what, like what is how the it was decorated? Yeah, what is the journey of the septic tank? Like some of the furniture that we ended up getting um, in there and stuff. Well, we would find furniture just on the side of the road or something. You know, yeah, you drive by, you just see some furniture, right? So we would just pick pick literally the pillows. Just yeah. the pillows of it and just yeah. stuff it in inside that. Well, so you know it would fit, right? In the opening, you just stuff it yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time it got like done too, there was like 15, 16 little pillows <laughs> for everybody to sit on. There was blankets all over the fucking place. It was completely cushioned. Uh, everything would go everything would glow under a black light. Here's the thing. At <laughs> one point it it did go, th- or it went through a Christmas or some form of iteration where afterwards lights were on discount. So Christmas lights ended up getting put in oh, through there. I forgot about that. Yeah, we, we duct taped yeah, them to the side. Yeah, we duct taped the Christmas lights all the way around. Here's there. the thing. We tried on three separate occasions to duct tape them up, but we kept going inside, clam baking. It would get hot and sweaty in there, We'd and then it down. kept coming down. Gorilla so Libra. Finally, we did Gorilla Tape. Gorilla Tape, yeah. That stayed up until the end of it. Man, that should'll hold anything up. Um, Speaking of Gorilla Glue, man, honestly, do you, both of you? This is a question to both of you guys because I already know my opinion on it. But how fucking dumb was that stupid person for using Gorilla Glue on their head? Oh my! And their face, and the dude who used it on his face. Anybody who would put Gorilla Glue on their body willingly, how stupid is that? You heard about that? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Like it's just scrolled, any. I don't. First of all. Uh, no, I don't 100% now. Like, obviously, she's got doctors involved and stuff like that and everything else, so I believe she probably actually did it at this point. At first, I was skeptical. I, th- I thought maybe she's just, like, used, like, a good, like, crazy amount of hairspray and just was pretending for the video or sake or whatever, but then... Right. It, no, legit, this right? is, but, like, legit. Like, but it's, like, they clearly say on the can to avoid contact with your person. Like, they're, like, do not get it in contact with you at all. Like, like you know, your be, eyes, your hair, all nothing. That shit. Like, you're like, don't get any any part of you that this becomes attached to. It's gonna be attached to for the rest of time. Like, this ain't going away. It's like there's you know a reason they call it a gorilla. Have you ever tried to escape the grip of a gorilla? It's not happening to, unless the Cincinnati police get involved. Yeah, they had to straight up, <laughs> they had to straight up shoot Harambe. He wouldn't let go of that. He wouldn't let go of that little boy. 
but uh but basically you know so like that was fucking stupid man just speaking of uh speaking of gorilla tape and gorilla glue just to get on a little tangent for a second there but yeah, f in awesome. the chats for harambe f in the chat for harambe you know dicks out for harambe guys um as but uh as always Ooh. um but uh so obviously now i'm gonna go i gotta segue again because okay. curtis already knows you so i gotta kind of take charge of a few of these questions but first of all that that septic tank sounds lit literally because you fucking uh, those lights well there, there is one more store we have that's what i mean that's what i mean that's but, what i'm gonna get to that's what okay. i'm getting to okay. is that it sounds lit because it's got the lights and everything like that but i mean is that wasn't the final iteration right like there's more to it there's got to be more uh, yeah there was the one time that i specifically mentioned to him where fucking you guys managed to find a tv that was able to fit in the hole oh yeah the, <laughs> we found like a 15 inch tv just you know we're all just fucking high and yeah fuck you it. find it yeah, you so find it. We, it we literally i forgot how we found it I think it was in the garbage or well yeah you just people junk stuff all us. the time like people junk stuff all the time the person probably got themselves a 17 inch TV and chucked the 15 you know they yeah it was like, at the time oh, where that shit was like 300 dollars you know, like, for oh, one of those so that's, right that's lit. yeah that's awesome 15 or 15 inch TV fucking I remember going over I'm knocking on the door uh friend's mom lets me in hey they're in the basement go in the basement don't see anybody open up the lid of the tank. <laughs> And these motherfuckers, two of these motherfuckers, they're sitting there passing a joint back and forth to each other, playing goddamn Red Dead Redemption or some shit on Xbox. <laughs> or wait, it was Sonic at the time. I can't remember that's, what it that's was. That's fucking time, awesome. But it was one of the Xbox games you guys were into at the time. Uh, Gears of War. It, yeah, it was. It was, was, Gears, of Gears, it was Gears of War. Gears, nice. That's that's fantastic. I can't just... think of a better place to, <laughs> to play Gears of War. Than in a septic tank, like down, like hidden in a fucking like bunker type thing, like running around playing Gears of War, like just I'd pretend. And I just gonna, open like, up this lid and I'm just looking revolve. down, like, what the hell? And they just both look up, like, what's up? Come on down, man. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That, no, that's that's fantastic. Honestly, like, and and oh, that man. just like honestly, like when like when Curtis, I think I remember vaguely that story, but when he was telling me that you brought a TV down there, I was like picturing you like disassembling a fucking TV and like finding it, like. <laughs> Like, get it in there and cross shit. engineer and it like, to make it like, in. like just kind of like jank it up like be like all right we don't need these like four inches of plastic on the back so let's just fucking like rip that off and fucking uh -uh. you know like it was that literally kind of, a tv that like, was just, just big enough TV, just bring it down there start putting <laughs> gears on it oh man i'd see if i could find another one and do like a land party down there right like fucking get some like, co-op going honestly i the, the only problem the only reason i can't do like a, a thing like that or a hangout like that is because i feel like i'd go down there with like so many fucking i just do like get so many bags of chips like i'd munch them all and i'd be like i'd get fatter and i'd be like try to go out and i'd just be like Ugh. oh we had to push a couple people in and out like, yeah. and there were a couple people who just couldn't get in they just couldn't yeah they weren't going in but, uh, but like no, but I mean we had pretty, a diverse group of friends. A, I'm pretty narrow, so I got a long way to go anyway, right? Before I'd get to that point, but <laughs> uh, but uh, um, yeah, there no, was great. now there is one more story uh, yep. about that specifically that I have to get to, and right. that is the 420 that the very famous 420 that we had in that tank. The famous 420. The famous 420. The, the one where we had 12 people in there. Oh like, yeah, the, the one where the we maxed the capacity. Briefly covered. Yeah. Maximum capacity. Yeah. And yeah, basically, you you could probably fit. There was probably enough room comfortably for like fifteen people. 
But, you know, 12 people, it was good enough. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I remember that. We all had fucking our own joint and, like, 12 of us in a tank smoking a joint. And my my buddy's mom just shows up. Mind you, she's a smoker, too, so it wasn't, like, a big issue. Yeah, yeah. But she just comes in, opens the lid. Literally see oh a gush of smoke Tom, just Tom hit her the in train. the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smoke and she just pops her head in. She's like, how many are you in here? We're all like, oh, hey, hey, mom. She's like, how many are you in here? They're like, you know, we're all like 12 of us. <laughs> Super like, flattering. shit, you guys all got in it here? incredible. <laughs> oh, my God, man. That's hilarious, dude. Sorry, stuff's going on. So, the- no man, that's crazy, dude. Seriously, that sounds like a friggin' awesome time. Like twelve people down there, your mom popping her head in, like smoke popping Fred's out mom, like that. But yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. JMO's mom to clarify, but uh, popping no, in there. JMO's being, friend mom or JMO's friend's mom. Yeah, popping yeah. in there. Yeah, and being like, hey, how many are you in there, man? I remember hearing that exact phrase. I think from my mom at one point when she popped down to my bedroom when I lived with her back in the day. She opened the door i had like friends on i had a love seat in my bedroom and like i had a small bed and like a computer desk and stuff like that i had like three friends sitting on the love seat four people on the little ass bed like one person sitting on a pile of clothes in the in the corner my mom's like how many of you are in here and i was like i don't know how many people are buried in the clothes back there but you know like it's not, <laughs> just what you see right and like but yeah man it was, hand check hand check hand check <laughs> you know just put it's like everybody, everybody go below the smoke for a second. I need to do a head check, you know, like a head count, right? But, uh, but yeah, like that's that's funny as hell, man. That sounds great. Um, but uh, like with that awesome, like, cause I I remember Curtis telling me like just a small amount. I didn't get all those details, which I am so happy now that I have in my life um, about the, the septic tank smoking spot, man. I'm frankly, I want to make one for myself now. Uh, if I can find I'm sure you could find one at Menards. <sighs> Easy. That or I'll just dig someone, one up out of someone's yard and drain it. You know, just throw up a few little, little pine pine tree air fresheners. You don't time. need this and I want to get high. Yeah, you throw don't need this and there, I want to get burnt. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Just write, throw some bleach in there, go in there, scrub it out. Don't forget forget to wear a mask. End up being found like two days later mumbling about Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, man, that'd be... That'd be magnificent. Um, but, uh, like, uh, that that's, like, that's so cool. Like, I'm glad that I got some more details about that wicked story. Um, but to, like, move on to another another string of questions here, I know that Curtis, uh, you know, he's uh, he's talked to me a fair bit about, you know, the fact that you, you enjoy video games, and we've played together, right? We played, I think, at some point or another, we've played at some point. Like I said. Or something, yeah. yeah. We've played some Call of Duty bit. before. A little uh... bit. And, you know, so, like, he he says you're a huge gamer and stuff like that. You guys like to get together, play games, stuff like that. And, obviously, you loved it enough to get a TV down into, uh, you know, the seven tank so you can play some Gears. But what what's your current favorite game to play? What do you enjoy at the moment? Um, Right now, I, I've been kind of playing some uh, Red Dead 2. I can't say it's, like, one of my favorite games, but me and my buddy have been, like, kind of stuck on it. Yeah, it's your grind right now, yeah. 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 No, I I know that feeling, and honestly, I played Red Dead Online a little bit when it first came out, right? Because I was a huge fan of Red Dead Redemption, loved it. Like, and when Red Dead Two was coming out, I was like, oh hell yes, I'm excited, right? And uh, basically, then you know the story was amazing. The story of that game was beautiful. Like the detail they put in that game was amazing. But I went online, 
And man, it was the one of the worst online multiplayer experiences I've ever had. Like, it took me forever to connect. Once I did connect, every town and all the space in between was basically a massive gunfight. Like, you'd go, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to go friggin' go to town, buy myself some ammunition, you know, see the saloon, go talk to some people, and, you know, maybe get a quest or something, get a mission or some shit to do. And you go, in, like, as soon as you get within, like, a like, Two kilometers, or like like two like a mile, or whatever of town, like guns Canadian. would just yeah bullets would just, yeah <laughs> bullets would just start whipping past your head nonsensical unit measurement system, um but uh, bullets would start like whipping past your fucking head and you're like what the fuck man I'll come in peace like chill out you go on the like I went on mic at one point, and the only time I didn't get murdered right away was when I went on mic, and I was like chilling out and me and my other half were playing it together like we were both playing it. Yeah. And we went up to this like horse barn and I was buying a new horse, right? And this dude comes riding up and he's obviously been grinding it. Like he's got like the gear, he's got the guns, he's like all in a black leather trench coat kind of thing, like fucking, you know, hardcore. I'm gonna like, fuck you up. Like, boy. Yeah, I'm I'm about to make your ass look like you stuffed a cucumber up it. You know, that kind of shit, right? Like that <laughs> kind of thing. Right? And so and I was like and I was like and I like straight up I went on mic and I was like, Hey man, what's up? I was like, You got a microphone? And like just I just said it and, and it like took a second and he like just kinda sat there on his horse and didn't say anything, but he didn't move either. I think he was probably grabbing his headset. <laughs> and and he like he's like, Yeah man, what's up? I was like, Hey man, I was like, I'm really new to this game and like, you know, a lot of people have just been straight up murdering me and it's kinda ruining my night. So is there any chance that you're about to kill me right now? <clears throat> and if you are, is there any possibility that you'll just like not like you know, just no. Just not, you know? And he was like, he was like, yeah, man. He's like, honestly, when I came riding up here, he's like, I was going to kill you both and like shit like that. But he's like, he's like, I didn't expect you to have a microphone on and stuff like that and everything. And like, so he's like, God he's damn like, it. I feel sympathy now. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I didn't expect you to have a mic on and stuff like that. He's like, so you haven't been playing very, very long. I'm like, no, man, I haven't been playing for very long at all. He's like, I've, I'm like, I got into a few gunfights. And, you know, like, I domed a few people. I've gotten a lot of kills under my belt, which I didn't want, because I didn't really want a gunfight. Like, I just kind of went into a town. I'm like, I want to <laughs> sell my I want to sell my fucking fur. And then right. people would be like, bam! I'd be like, nah, fuck you, don't. And I'd just, yeah, like, you know? But it's, but yeah, like, so I found it was really violent. Is it still like that now? Like, when you play online? Is, like, every town you go into an immediate gunfight? Or have, has that uh, calmed down? Yeah, that that was just the, like beginner how it first started type shit and then like more and more updates and like less time playing in it People yeah definitely like deep down on that yeah that's good i'm glad so do they have a new bounty hunter update or some shit like that just come out i just saw a bunch of ads for it or something like that or um out? yeah they 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 just updated it today and um it's basically like solo missions they gave you three new solo missions and like, I only got to check out one of them, and it was basically, like, go into a mansion, steal all the jewelry, and get the fuck out. Oh, there you but, go. Nice, like, payday style. That's funny, because we, we were playing payday the other day, and, uh, and fucking, we were having a blast doing that, and it's pretty much the same idea. You break into the mansion, you steal all the shit, and then you get out. Exactly. <laughs> that's cool, man. No, that's great. Fucking, uh, now, I know another game that, fucking, we've talked about before, and, like, before, uh, kind of, like, well, not exactly the game, but just like the game style is kind of like that Dark Soulsy style first person, uh, fantasy aspect RPG. You kind of like that style of game when you're on kind of like that chill vibe 
Yeah. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm not really like a, you know, which is better, but in the long run, which do you think you would prefer? Like the kind of shooty, uh, fast pace of like the Call of Duty or the Red Dead or something like that, or more or less the relaxing fantasy single player? Um, me personally, I'm more about sword play. I, I, I have like a, like a good sword. I mean, you and me. Play. You and me both. I just downloaded. I got my katanas. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I know I'm, you got your I'm katanas. Buying, I'm buying Mordhau really soon, but I've played a lot of Chivalry back in my day, and and I fucking loved that game because of the swordplay in it, like the actual fact that you could like you know choose the direction of your strikes, choose the direction of your guard, like that kind of thing, and it was like really, yeah, awesome, man. It made the game totally different than the regular like hack and hack and. Like just kind of games that you play, right? Like Ghost of Tsushima right. is another one. Have you played that? And, uh, one? Uh, no, I haven't. But it's the same with uh, Neo. Oh but, yeah, and that one I know you played. Yeah, Neo. Yeah, Neo's insane. Like the the animation in that, like they went to another level. Like that game is beautiful. Like I haven't played it yet, but I've seen a lot about it, and holy crap, it looks like an awesome game. Like intense. Um, but I know that uh, Ghost of Tsushima, man, I've been I played that a lot. I haven't beaten it yet because I can't bring myself to do some of the more emotional missions. But um, if you like swordplay, that game is where it's at. You actually have like several different sword stances that you can use against different situations. So like if you got like a really heavy enemy with a shield, you can use one sword stance. Or if you're going against like lightly unarmored, like lighter unarmored guys, use another one and like you switch between them during fights. And it's really cool, man. It's got an awesome attack system to it. And I, I can't recommend it highly enough, because even if you just play it to walk around and never get into a fight, it's a beautiful landscape to look at. The pro, the developers, like, it's a fictional island, but they made it look like a real part of, you know, like, Japan, and it's beautiful. It's awesome, man. And the sword plays bitch until you cut bitches in half. <laughs> yeah man so um curtis once again I, I i learned about the video games and stuff man but i know that you you said you've got some awesome stories are there any awesome stories that you would like to get out of your cousin uh i do specifically and this one we are not gonna mention ages or names or anything like that nope nope but no dates will be at, <laughs> at a certain point point in time we kind of took over a small area of a forest in multiple areas of <laughs> our town to say the least okay. um and we had a there was a lot of finding spots to smoke and then smoking a lot there um when we were younger but yeah uh do you want to hotty spots uh do you like to uh give people the basic gist of Wonderland? <laughs> Wonderland or the whole, all three of them? Let's start with Wonderland. Okay. Wonderland mm. was, is literally like, I don't know, like between two roads, barely a fucking, barely a woods, but we, we all just were bored one day and decided to go into the woods and say, fuck it, make our own <laughs> settlement. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sticks together, fucking little tents, little teepees, uh, fucking eventually blankets were brought back there to cover as roofs. That's a fantastic thing, man. I can't say, I can't say we haven't all done that kind of thing, you know, like have that one special spot where you just kind of go and it's like, 
this is where we will build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was definitely one of the moments. Well, and then uh, after that one was pretty much, I won't say found discovered, but like a couple other people started going back there that weren't part of the immediate groups. So we're like, eh, you know, let's try to find any, you know, new spots. Yeah, so other people new... found our spots, so let's move. So the second spot was found. Now, since the first one was Wonderland, the second one we named Alice. Alice. Nice. The place was just called Alice. See, I thought you were going to say something like Tudorland or something like that. Nope. We have Wonderland. Tudorland. <laughs> that would be funny but and clever, but we weren't that at that time. No, so I dig it. Second place was called Alice, and this was, again, another little bullshit area, barely a woods in the middle of somewhere, and I think the only thing back there was a fallen log and a couch that somebody had dipped. Or... Was the couch back there initially? Or? No. No, the couch is not back oh, there initially. You guys got the fucking couch back there. I for- <laughs> found a couch and fucking dragged it back there. Yep. And so you get that end, I'll get this end, let's go. And yep. That just became another chill spot. Fucking everyone would just go around this couch. It was soaked, mosquito-filled. Fucking no, they're fucking- gross. They're disgusting. I remember there was a couch back at this place. There was a place in my hometown called The Bus. And it was an old place. There was like, it was back in the woods, and there was like a wood deck that was old part of an old house. That but it was like the it was burnt and shit like that because the house had burned down, right? Right. So they tore the rest of the house out of there, dragged the dragged the old deck off to the side, and nobody moved into the lot, and it just overgrew with woods. So me and my friends would go back there and hang out like on the wood thing. Yeah. Over time, the wood thing got broken away. People would break boards off it because everybody in town went there. They break boards off of it and burn them and make fires and shit like that and everything else. But one day I went back there and there was a couch back there. And I was like, who the fuck brought a fucking, <laughs> who brought a couch nope. back here? <laughs> no, like, it... I'm like, man, Me... like, um, I yeah. just thought about the logistics of it. Cause there was two ways in. One of them was through like a steep ditch thing that you had to go through a hole oh. cut in a fence and then go down like a ditch and then come up the other side. And the other one was like through a very narrow path through trees. <sighs> like that you'd have to like, you'd have to like pivot. pivot! 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 Time. Like you'd have to be Ross Geller the entire way. Jesus Christ! I'll take like, just through it. Yeah, they probably, probably just yeeted it over. Like you know, take a good running start. And, there was uh, another area unrelated to us. It was already kind of like kind of established, but yeah. it was the we called it the Dunes, and it was a spot behind a Kroger's somewhere nearby. <laughs> um, and essentially, it was. It was literally just like this little sand path went through reeds, went through forest, and then all of a sudden it was just like two sandy hills. Uh, there was like three shopping carts, a fire pit. People kept dragging pellets there from the supermarket to burn. And yeah. fucking somebody had brought a fucking mattress there. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the thing too. Is it the was couch? it was there for a while, and then somebody rather than actually throwing it away or taking it to the dumpster all the way out, they took it halfway down the path and left it there, and it stayed there. Nobody <laughs> ever wanted to touch it after that. Well, guaranteed, man. You know people fucking did some shit on that that you oh, don't guaranteed. even want to think about. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> back, to, think about it. back to our spots. <laughs> so, um, Alice, you said, yeah, the second one was named Alice, and it was uh, kind of a little bit more secluded? Yeah. And kind of the same scenario happened, and then that finally leads us to our last spot, where we kind of were just like, you know what, let's stop kind of doing this for right now mm-hmm. um 
again, that? no names and no anything like that, but <sighs> would you like to explain this one? Um, yeah, we found uh, we found a way into it wasn't so much into a school, but outside generators to mm-hmm. a school. Yeah. So they didn't have like a brick over over it. Oh, you I know. Just literally climb onto the school and jump into it. Yeah. So it was like an enclosed wall, but not yeah. no roof. And there yeah. was a door on it that locked from outside, but not inside. Yeah. So we we called that the inn. Since it was the only spot that was indoors, and then we had Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> And I actually, it was funny because geographically, they were actually lined up like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which See, was even lit. funnier. That's awesome. Um, and that place lasted for a little bit until we had one fabulous sporting idea. Mm. Oh, what would that be? <laughs> Roof ball. Yep. Oh my god, if you can't see it right now, guys, you guys home can't see this, but my hand is on my face. Not because I'm face palming, but because I am doing a forehead button press to get extra ready for what they're about to fucking tell me what roof ball is. What the hell is roof ball? And, like, I need to know. Combination now. of soccer, handball, and dodgeball? Yeah. And basically... Okay, where does the roof come in? Unrelated popcorn fire, or was it on the roof? It was on the, the school roof. It's on the roof of the school. <laughs> oh, oh my god, yes. And, uh, mind you, we didn't damage anything and we weren't trying to hurt or anything that night. Um, <laughs> In this specific incident. Yeah. So, allegedly, um, <laughs> allegedly. And, so inevitably, neighbors got curious and uh called a bunch well, of cars as as by. you as you typically do when you see people on the roof of a building playing you know pretending they're neo in the matrix dodging right. things like dude fucking dodgeball goes flying past they're like that far from falling off the ceiling once again i yeah. held my hand up and i was making the ass now again i'm not specific naming names or how many people were with us but specifically all the people who were on the roof got off the roof there was one guy who decided the sport wasn't cool for him, so he just wanted to stay in the inn. Yeah. So when the cops came, they didn't oh. know he was in the inn. I shit you not, we came down, another one of our friends came down after us, and because of that, they thought there was going to be more kids up on the roof. They yeah. brought the fire department. And oh, let me tell you no. right here and now, the fire department to this day, still scares me way more than the fucking police department. Oh yeah, they don't fuck around, man. They have taken smoke inhalation. Their brain is like, I appreciate what they do, but something has happened to their brain. They look fucking terrifying. Well, And they were not having any of our bullshit. Well, it's mostly because they spend most of their time sitting at the station like, waiting for an emergency and not getting a whole lot of sleep. And then they get a call, and they don't know what it is. They get a and they hear people stuck on rooftop, like, and then they haven't stuck on rooftop. Just hey, we have to. And And then it's like, hey, these kids are on the roof. Fucking help! See how many are there? Climbed up. Yeah, stupid kids climbed up on the roof. So cop goes up on the roof with the fucking (laughs) cherry picker on this fire truck, scans it, doesn't find him. Oh yeah. This guy fucking. Grabbed everything else that we had, the illegal stuff, mind you. We mm-hmm. left all the cigarettes and the pot and the fucking everything like that with him. Yeah. He grabbed everything and went underneath the generator and stayed there for fuck. 
probably a couple four hours. Yeah, a couple hours. A couple hours <laughs> while we took oh, care of all God. of this. We got oh. picked up, everyone got picked up, everybody left, and then he finally walks out like, dude, fuck this, and went home. <laughs> Looking both ways, like... We got all of our shit back Scurry, within the next couple days. Off into the woods. So, yeah. yeah. That's wild, man. But, yeah. No, I've had uh, a few close calls, but uh, never roof ball. Yeah, no, never roof ball. No, that's pretty intense. Uh, well, I imagine there'd probably be balls stuck up there anyway because it's a school, and most of the time schools seem to have balls stuck on top of them for some reason. I think that was it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's where we found the ball. No, that's what I'm saying. You <laughs> were probably where... like, oh, hey, there's a ball stuck up here. Fucking let's eat hey, it. Hey, ball on the roof. Like... Roof ball. Roof ball. Yeah. Let's yeah. play roof ball. Yeah, we literally made it up as we were going. Yeah. Like, how 23 points. What the fuck? <laughs> There was like, points. I think there was like two specific pillars where if you hit those, it was like three points, but if you got it past them, it was like one point. Something like that. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember now. We were all high. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of which, yeah. I think we're running short on time. So, real quick, I got one more bong ready. I uh I have a bong ready here as well. It's uh getting getting. Jamo, you got me. one more blunt ready? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There I got my bong. Hold on, let me get it in front of me. Ooh, ooh, mm. oh. Oop. There it is. Got it. Yep. Ha <laughs> There we ha-ha. go. The bong made a journey. Hell yeah. Go. All right. In which case, buds, you know what time it is. For the last time of the episode, let us all blaze it. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh. Mm. So, JMO, man, once again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It's been an excellent interview. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back again in the future and talk some more with us. Um, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. can't thank you enough, man. It's really, it's been a, been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better. Is there anything you'd like to shout out or anything you'd like to kind of, like, yell at? Or, uh, like, anything you'd like to quote or whatever, just to, you know, close out the interview here? No, I just appreciate you guys for having me here. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we do have it again. Absolutely, bro. You know, be back. Yeah, you absolutely. And I just got to remind all the buds out there, you should also be coming back too. In order to do that, you need to like, comment, subscribe, share this with all of your buds. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere that you enjoy social media, we're there. Absolutely, buds. Like, hit us up. Remember to like us. You know, follow us. Whatever you need to do. Um, Also, you can check out. You know, Lumen Spot and My High Shop are sponsors. There will be some links down below in the description for you, buds, and a little bit of an explanation about how much money you can save buying this badass gear. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We thank you all for joining us, and with all that being said, we will roll one for the road, and we will see all of you next week on the Good Buds Podcast. Later, buds. Later. <laughs>